Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Radio reaching around the globe through the power of the World Wide Web. Would like to uh, give a special shout out to Dale, who recently emailed me and is a listener in Greece, a long way from Florida, USA, but that is the power of the Internet. Appreciate you tuning in this evening, wherever you may be. Truth About Trucking Live is in affiliation with our main website, truthabouttrucking.com, and our blog over at askthetrucker.com. And our call-in number, if you'd like to be a part of the show, 347-826-9170. And for Skype users, you can call in for free anywhere in the world by just clicking on the Skype button on your show page. And uh, Donna and I have an interesting show lined up for you this evening, bringing professionalism back to truck driving. And there's Mickey barking in the background. Yeah. <laughs> or was that you, Donna? It was the two of us. We were talking. <laughs> <laughs> like the dog whisperer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, our show this evening bringing professionalism back to truck driving. So what do you think? Is professionalism dead in trucking? And I'll be willing to bet that many drivers will stand up and say that professionalism is still out there among drivers, but at what percentage? And what has happened with the industry that may have destroyed professionalism as we know it or as we once knew it among drivers and what sets a professional driver apart from one who may be considered oh uh, I, I wrote a post a while back on our blog at uh, askthetrucker.com entitled the truck driver's worst enemy where I point out in my view that the truck driver's worst enemy is a truck driver so I mean you know we always we often talk about the brotherhood of truckers and the, and the good old days of trucking a camaraderie, if you will, that once existed among the professional truck drivers. So is that camaraderie completely gone, or, or is it still out there? Uh, you know, is it, or is it is it gone? Our special guest this evening is Toby Bogard, a veteran long-haul truck driver and author of On the, On the Big Road and Semi-Aware, and he is also host of truck-rider.com. Uh, put a dash between there, truck-rider.com, a site dedicated to putting the pro back in professional driver. And we're going to talk about professionalism, the professional truck driver, and whether or not professionalism is dead or dying within the industry among truck drivers. And if so, why? What happened? And how do we get it back? So it should be interesting, don't you think, Donna? Hold on. Okay, I had to take my mute off so you wouldn't hear the dog in the background. Boy, you put that mute on and off, and then I catch you by surprise. Yeah, I know. You did catch me by surprise. You never know when I'm going to jump you in here. 
<laughs> anyway, I've got the cat and the dog staring at each other. I'm I'm waiting for this big um this big thing to go on. But anyway. Well, thank goodness we have the elephant outside. <laughs> We just got a zoo here. Uh, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, it's going to be a great show. I know. I know Toby has a lot to uh, to say, and um, he, he he's a good he's a good speaker. He enjoys speaking. As a matter of fact, he's going to be helping um, helping UMC um, at the uh, truck driver convention, which uh, which should be really great. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing him tonight. Hell, he'll be on here with us a little bit. Uh, let's uh, let's hear your announcements and get everyone caught up on what's happening, and then we'll get started with our special guest, Toby Bogard of truck-rider.com and bringing professionalism back to truck driving. So what do you have for us this evening, Donna? Well, I want to address the, um, the students and new drivers. Um, as everyone knows, um, that's how we started out uh, in trucking was addressing the students and new drivers and, and later on and expanded uh, into all areas. But, uh, again, tonight, um, if you are a new driver or a student, you can go to www.truthabouttrucking.com. Uh, there's a wealth of uh, free info on that site uh, along the right sidebar. And then um, if you want, there's uh, Alan's three books. They're all downloadable, and you can uh, obtain them there. They're very, very uh, affordable. We've, we've really made them quite affordable. Uh, for all you iPhone users, again, you can get Trucker, the first iPhone trucking application uh, created for the professional driver. You can download it at iTunes. Or uh, right from your iPhone, just use the little um, the little icon there and type in the search bar "trucker," and uh, you'll you know you can just download it right there. Now I want to talk about uh, October fifteenth because I mean it's right around the corner. It's it's two months away, and I can't believe it. <clears throat> um, We'll be hosting the first annual Truck Driver Social Media Convention in Tuna, Mississippi at the Gold Strike Hotel and Casino. Uh, it'll be a day and evening uh, to unite uh, professional drivers and those within the industry, those who support them, and it, it's going to be a, a, a quite a gathering. Uh, the tickets and emails uh, and, and the posts are steadily coming in. There's a variety of folks there. Uh, attracted to the convention it's it's really attracted much more than just the driver community uh which you know we we really didn't anticipate but it sure is um there's many people connected on on social media sites and they're looking forward to connecting with one another uh and with us and they're looking forward to the food the entertainment the camaraderie and uh, just want to have a full day and evening of friendship and discussions. That's one group. And the other group is uh, the folks who are excited about the networking benefit uh, of, of learning with social media and they uh, and what they're going to obtain. And they're looking very much forward to hearing Austin Walsh, the social media speaker that we are having. Uh, he'll be presenting at the convention, and um, a lot of emails about that. A lot of people, they, I guess they've heard of him. Austin will be speaking about the benefits of using social media, whether it be to monetize your blog or website, get your message out, receive more traffic, branding, or just making a presence on the Internet. Uh, folks around the world are, are, are paying lots of money to hear this fellow uh, speak, so we're just thrilled that he's agreed to join us. We're very, very, very uh, appreciative of that, and he's going to share his knowledge with all of us. 
And finally, a third group that seems to uh, seems to be uh, uh, attracted to the convention is is our drivers who want to hear the speakers in the open forum. Uh, they want to ask questions. They want to make comments. They're concerned about the industry. Uh, they they want to have their voices heard. Um, they want to ask questions like regulations directed at uh, Speaker Rich Wilson of Trans Products, questions on CSA, HOS, EOBRs, Mexican cross border, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of people saying, you know, we we want we want to hear Rich. Then there's people interested to hear Paul Taylor. He's the uh, trucking employment law. Uh, uh, attorney that's going to be um, uh, be at the convention, and we're also very fortunate to have him. Paul has a busy schedule, but he he even wrote on Facebook, "I'm very excited to to be with uh, a bunch of truckers." Uh, uh, so we were really glad to to see that trucking jobs and careers with James McCormick of Trucking Careers of America. Uh, people who want to hear more about the effects of their DAC and their PSP and their hireability. Um, James James will tell you all about that. And Eddie Gachui of Trip Sheet Central. He's going to um, give advice on how to make uh, an owner-operator business more successful. And then we have John Osborne, Truck Driver Health Issues. A lot of people interested in this. Drivers wanting to know more about how they can improve their health. Questions about sleep apnea testing possible future regulations, diabetes, losing weight. Uh, John will be there with the MERV, which is the medical vehicle. He drives around the country, and uh, he goes to many of the truck stops and truck shows, and uh, a lot of people know the MERV. He he does a great thing for drivers uh, with uh, driver health. Um, The convention um, has, well, basically it's just, just attracted all kinds of people. Uh, All of them, though, seem to be looking forward to the food, the entertainment, uh, within the last few hours and also in the morning. So, yeah, truck driver looking forward to food. Oh, yeah. Huh? And there's going to be lots of it, all-you-can-eat buffets. And um, really, uh, I don't know if anybody's ever been to the Gold Strike, but they've got some uh, really wonderful, wonderful uh, chefs over there. So we're expecting uh, quite a nice dinner. Um, and, then, and then the evening, uh, we've got John DiBattista as an opening act. Um, he'll be performing Actually, probably while you know we're we're dining, uh, his vocals have been described as unique, powerful, extraordinary. You can actually listen to him um, either on YouTube. Uh, I guess you type in "Just in Time." Uh, it was a song dedicated to Marilyn Monroe, or you can go to the uh, Allen and Ayers Productions website. Um, they have an, a page uh, for him on there, and you can listen to him. And he's really quite good. He's going to be the opening act. Uh, and then Trucker's Tracks with Doug Jones and Johnny Neal will be there, and Jan McCarter of the Keys Truckers, and they'll be performing. I do want to uh, say to please uh, let's have continued prayers and well wishes for Doug as he is recovering from his fall of about six weeks ago. So we will continue praying for Doug. We are all honored uh, to have attending as our guests. Truckers Against Trafficking, Kyla Lieberg. Kyla and her sister, Candice, her mother, Lynn, literally started a grassroots movement, creating awareness uh, within the trucking industry about the epidemic going on with the human trafficking. Uh, I mean, they really did make an awareness. The, 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 they have the support of just about the entire trucking uh, community right now, including truck stops, drivers, trucking companies. I mean, they do training. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable what these girls have done, and we're very, very thankful for them. 
for for what they do, and also that they will be uh, well, they will be at the convention. They'll have their literature. Um, it's a 16-hour event, so there's going to be a lot of networking going on. You're not going anywhere. We're we're in the room together, so um, they're they're going to be networking with all of us and. Uh, you can be asking them questions. I, I just want to mention we did receive a press release today uh, about a, a, <clears throat> a webinar, how to uh, recognize and address human trafficking. Um, that's going to be posted. It's posted on – we put it up on Facebook about it, but we're going to also post it on the Ask the Trucker blog. Um, but that's going to be August 22nd. That's a free webinar, and it will help you to recognize and address human trafficking. Um, we also have at the convention coming songwriters David Ayers and Barry Allen. Uh, they're our good friends. Um, they, they've done really so much for the trucking industry. Their CD, When the Big Rigs Don't Roll, they're still donating a portion of it to Jason's Law. As a matter of fact, the CD includes the song um, Jason's Prayer, and it was dedicated to Jason Rivenberg, um, who did lose his life <clears throat> over that um, lack of truck parking um, and they also have their song dedicated to human trafficking uh, called I'm Not For Sale. So they're going to be there with us. They they do an awful lot for truck drivers uh, across the country for all their concerns and causes. And finally, we're thrilled to have Hope Rivenberg. Uh, she won the award, the Making a Difference Award, that we all voted on uh, using our social media website, uh, websites. And uh, she's going to receive her uh, paid vacation donated by the Load Post. Uh, They are one of our bronze sponsors, and Hope has demonstrated um, uh, just tenacity and commitment uh, to follow through on seeing Jason's law passed. Um, The the passing would, would, uh, would really ensure safe truck parking, but not only that, the awareness that this has created throughout the non-trucking community. Um, I don't think people realize that in itself that has brought about a a tremendous amount of awareness. People are now realizing, hey, truckers don't have enough parking. Um, Well, well, I guess that means they can't sleep. And what happens if they're tired? So all this is going on. We still need to call our representatives and tell them to support H.R. 1803 and S1187. I don't know any other event like this. I mean, you you can just hear it now. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on in that one day. Um, But I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, You know, without our sponsors, this wouldn't be happening. I want to welcome our latest gold sponsor, uh, Hajian. They're the home of the Dynasty's APU. Uh, Alan just put a post on on Ask the Trucker about them today, so um, you can you can just check it out. They have a guaranteed financing. They, I think he put a link right in the post where you can just fill out the form, and um, doesn't cost anything but a few minutes of your time to see if you can. Uh, well, you will. There is guaranteed financing, so you know just fill it out. Since our last show, we have an additional, what, six sponsors. We've got Cobra Electronics. They're going to be donating CVs and and uh, and GPSs and all kinds of things to drivers. Aries Manufacturing, whose Cobra's hands-free. They're also going to be donating to things to drivers, Bluetooth headsets, things like that. Uh, truck driver, moneysavingtips.com. Great website. You want to learn how to save money? Truck drivers, moneysavingtips.com. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. 
And uh, you can just go to the page and click on all the links uh, from Ask the Trucker to any one of these sponsors and go right to their page. Driversource.net, they just came on board yesterday. Aeroflow just came on board yesterday. Um, Transport Designs, Inc., known as TDI. Just want to let everybody know they're the first and only trucking company supporting professional drivers. And when uh, they called and I, uh, I got their email, I went to their website to look at it, and I, uh, I showed it to Alan. I said, you know, hey, look at this big blue Jason's Law ribbon on it. I said, wow, this is awesome. So they are now a bronze sponsor for uh, the convention. Um, I just want to mention all our, our sponsors. The platinum sponsor is Dancing Skeleton Productions. They're award-winning videographers, and they're going to be taping the event, and they're going to create, be creating um, out of the raw footage a two-hour DVD of the highlights of the event, and we'll have that uh, available, um, you know, probably mm, December-ish or something like that. I'm not sure. Uh, we also have, like I mentioned, our gold sponsor. They're our only gold sponsor, Hajian. And uh, they have the um, the uh, Dynasty's APU. And like I said, Ellen has a post on there about them on Ask the Trucker, so you can check that out. Our silver sponsors, Pilot Flying J Travel Centers, AirDoc, Safety First Sleep Solutions, uh, Bronze Sponsors, Idle Air, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing, The Load Post, Hotels for Truckers, Driver Source, Truckers Forum, Trans Products and Trans Services, Trucker to Trucker, OIDA, Zeta, Aries Manufacturing, Cobra Hands Free, Cobra, Truck Drivers Money Saving Tips, Transport Design Inc., and Aeroflow. So that's our uh, that's our that's our sponsor. That's a pretty huge sponsor list. It's really grown in the last week. Um, any questions or uh, if you want to be a sponsor, just go to in, uh, info at, tr- at truckingsocialmedia.com. Uh, or the website, truckingsocialmedia.com. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, just call us. We're just looking forward to seeing everybody. I mean, it's only two months away, so it's getting close. So, uh, by the way, the deadline for the tickets, if you are coming, all kinds of people, you know, saying, yeah, I'm going to have it in, I'm going to have it in. Well, September 1st, that's it. I just spoke to the hotel today, and they need a headcount. So uh, September 1st. Get your tickets, and let's just let's just all meet at the Gold Strike in Tunica, Mississippi. That's it, Alan. Boy, I think you probably need to go take a nap now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I uh, appreciate that. And and um, uh, Toby Bogart of Truck-Rider.com is on the line waiting to get on here, talk about professionalism in the trucking industry. And we will be right back with our guest. Uh, who's a veteran trucker, author, and advocate for professionalism among the professional drivers. Our number is 347-826-9170. Hang with us, and we'll be right back. You can't find a place, so you're stuck for the night. So you park on the road, and you risk your life. I don't know about you, but it makes no sense to me. If they'd pass Jason's law, you'd have a place to sleep. Say a prayer for Jason. Say a prayer for Joshua and Hope. Say a prayer for all the truck drivers stuck out on the road. Just say a prayer. Say a prayer. 
the CSA and all the regulations facing drivers in the industry, it's never been more important to stay up on current regulations and more specifically, remain in constant compliance. Compliance for drivers and the industry has never been more crucial. Hey everybody, this is Alan Smith with Truth About Trucking Live and Trans Products and Trans Services are your full service transportation material compliance supply and regulatory service provider since 1957. Dedicated to servicing your needs, not emptying your wallet, it's hard enough in these tough economic times to have to spend money to meet regulatory requirements. But with trans products, trans service friendly, sound advice, quality products, and friendly personal attention, they will make you feel like you have a friend and colleague in the industry. From logbook auditing to driver qualification file management, fuel tax filing to UCR filings from on-site training, technical service, you name it, trans services is like having an entire regulatory agency working just for you. And the what, when, why, and how to comply without total interruption of daily operations. So contact Trans Product or Trans Services and Night Leather for more information and a free catalog. Just give them a call, toll free, 1-800-367-9100 or check them out on the web at transproducts.com and request more information about products and services. Highly recommended. They've been doing it for 19, since 1957. They are the experts, transproduct.com. All right, and we are back, uh, and we welcome Toby Bogard to the show. Uh, Toby, how are you? I'm wonderful, Alan. How are you and Donna doing this evening? We're doing great, doing great. Doing good, Toby. I guess you're uh, you're out there on the road somewhere? I'm in uh, Statesville, Ohio, as a matter of fact. I'm, I'm parked for the show. Um, I wanted to make sure make sure I had good signal for the show. Uh, Appreciate that one. <laughs> the sign of a professional driver pulling right. over the pulling over the road to talk on the phone. Well, listen, well, we're I glad have, to... uh, I have I have probably the best best Bluetooth headset on uh, in the industry, but still, you know what? Signal does fluctuate when you go down the road. So, I'd yeah, I hear you. I've got it, and not lose it. I I think one of those headsets is going to be given away at the convention. Toby, <laughs> is that one of those Cobra it's... hands free? Uh, I am on a Cobra hands-free headset right yep. now, yes. Yep. Okay, great. Well, you're as clear as a bell, so we're glad to have you with us. And Listen, why don't you just tell our listeners a little more about yourself so they'll have a better understanding of what you do and, and you know, kind of where you're coming from. Well, uh, I've been a long-haul driver going on about 11 years now. Um, in the process of that 11 years, I've driven uh, well over a million miles. Uh in the last eight years, while employed by Conway Truckload, uh, formerly CFI, I've driven 968,000 miles. So I'm coming up on that actual legitimate million-mile point with one company, which is uh, that's something you don't see very often nowadays. Uh, a lot of sure drivers don't. just jump from job to job. Um, and so longevity is something that is, in my opinion, a part of professionalism, um, as a matter of fact. Uh, I've written two books. Um, on the Big Road is for new drivers in the trucking industry. It is not all of the information, obviously, but it's a lot of information. They're not taught in training programs, uh, driver uh, CDL schools, and um, and by trainers. Excuse me. It's also uh, you know how to how to be a success out here. For example, things they don't teach you like how to budget your money, how to avoid impulse shopping out here. You know how to eat healthy. 
Um, my second book, Semi-Aware, is for people that don't drive commercial vehicles. It's all the things that they need to learn to be able to drive effectively, uh, responsibly, and safely around us. Um, I uh, shared with you before the story that uh, inspired Semi-Aware, or you had a similar experience, as I understand it. So it's something that's very well needed. Um, outside of that, uh, I'm a father of three. Um, I have a 17-year-old son and two tw- a set of twins. They're 16. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I've been – I drive, uh, you know, regularly. A lot of people don't realize that I'm a full-time driver because I do so much otherwise. Uh, you know, you mentioned Cobra Electronics. I'm their official uh, truck driving spokesperson. Uh, I believe greatly in their products, their GPS units, their inverters, their CDs. Uh, but my and I just want to mention that – I just want to mention that, thank you, I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, Toby was a big part of getting them on uh, to sponsor the convention. I just had to say that. Go ahead, Toby. Sorry. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure Chris is listening right now. As a matter of fact, I know that he is, um, so I'm sure he'll be appreciative. Um, but uh, really, uh, my biggest issues, Alan, as far as the industry are concerned, are safety uh, and professionalism. Every, you know, a lot of drivers don't realize this, and maybe they don't even think about it. I don't know, but every driver out here, that regardless whether they go into a store, truck stop, uh, restaurant, in traffic, a customer, and they're not just a representative of themselves. They're rep- or the company they drive for. They're representative of this industry. Every driver is rep- a representative of this industry, and. You know, 30 years ago, I, I read a lot about you, and, you, you know, you're almost a 4-million-mile guy. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. 30 years ago, there was camaraderie out here. There was, there was respect. We, not only did we have self-respect for ourselves, we had respect for other drivers out here. And I, I live by a code I call the four R's. Respect yourself. Respect your truck. Respect other drivers. And respect other vehicles on the road, no matter what. Um, those are the, I call them the four R's of trucking. And uh, I don't understand what happened. I mean, I know in part what happened, um, and it's unfortunate. There's a lot of drivers. That, like my first book is a perfect example. Um, it's dedicated to the drivers that were out here. Alan, matter of fact, you're one of them. You know, guys yeah. that were out here 40 years. No, literally, guys that were out here 40 years ago that had to use a stick for cruise control or put a a piece of plywood across two seats to have some place to sleep, man. You know, if it wasn't for the guys that paid the dues just like you, we wouldn't have the luxuries that we have. A lot of these ki- uh, these new drivers, I don't want to say kids, come out here nowadays and they think that these cruise control or the Jake Brake or these 65-mile-an-hour trucks are a right. They're not. They're a privilege. The CDL itself is a privilege. It's not a right. Nobody owes it to you. I want to ask a question, Toby, and I'm gonna I'm gonna yes, ask the two of you this. Um, we talk about safety, and that um, you know now there's all kinds of regulations to ensure safety and and like that. But I think about the training that goes on, and many times there's trainers that have only been driving three to six months themselves, and do you think that has anything to do with the way people are um, addressing safety issues, uh, uh, 
perhaps, you know, years ago, I know people learned from family members and uh, friends, relatives. It was a whole different ball game, And I think, you know, it, they could take as long as they want learning how to drive because, you know, there was – there was no, well, you have to have it down in one month and then you're off on your own and all. I mean, it was, you know, you loved it and you learned from somebody who loved it and they taught you because they didn't want to see anything happen to you and they taught you all their little tricks and I think it was a whole different thing and this is just what I've I've learned talking to people. Uh, but now with schools, with the um a lot of inadequate schools and then with the um a lot of the uh training programs going on you know drivers of of just a few months themselves do you guys think that this has anything to do with the uh lack of um lack of safety and that's why all these new regulations are coming into play to compensate for uh for the inadequate training that's going on within the industry right now Alan, go first, please. Well, um, well, I'm sure you know the you know the lack of poor training on part of some of these CDL training obviously going to have a, an adverse effect on safety, you know. But you know the you know the FMCSA, their job is safety. Their job is to you know enforce the regulations to be safe for not only drivers and companies, but but for the public. So you know, I mean. Well, my 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 question though is, year <clears throat> um, it does it seemed to be you know years ago people had more of a professional attitude and courtesy for one another as as well as yeah, the I know. road. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if you think that I I don't think um, I mean you know I get I don't know you know how many emails and phone calls I get from people just coming into the industry you know just starting out and. Um, I don't think that they go into it like, well, I'm just going to be unprofessional and, you know, and, you know, dress the way I want and do this and do that. But I, I don't, you know, Toby, I I think that the lack of professionalism that we see out there at times, I mean, don't you think that maybe they, once they've been in it for a while and there, you know, there's so many regulations and the things that, you know, goes on out there that we all know happen, uh they just get beaten down to a point where they're, they're they just don't care anymore. Well, um, my opinion is rather um, different, and it's this: when Alan Donna made the point that years ago, when you became a driver, back when you became a driver, you were taught by someone, and the person that taught you. Um, had respect for the industry, and they passed on that respect for the industry to you, and you didn't step behind the wheel. I'll never forget when I first started driving, uh, my first solo run, I got behind the wheel of my truck, backed into my backup, hooked up to my trailer, and went, I don't have the slightest clue what I'm doing. I know how to jam a few gears. I know how to back up a little bit, but as far as what it means to be a professional driver, no, I have no clue. What happens is, well, number one, in agreement with what you said, they get complacent. Um, you know, they get so, I mean, truck driving is not a job. And a lot of these people that are coming out here nowadays are coming out here because it's a last resort. I mean, according to statistics right now, the average age of a person going through CDL school, believe it or not, it's 40 years old. 
It's not mm, the younger yeah. generation no more. Um, and that is a that is a statistic about two weeks old. Um, and they've got bad driving habits, et cetera, but primarily it's very simple. They, as you say, Alan, they get so beat down that they just they give up. You know, it's like it's just a job. It's a paycheck. That's all I care about. You know, they, they have the philosophy, hey, if I get fired from this one, i got a CDL, I can go anywhere. And that's – you have to have – if you're going to be a true success, and in my opinion, strictly in my opinion, if you're going to be a professional driver in all aspects from the way you dress, uh, the way you care for yourself, your hygiene, et cetera, et cetera, you have to have a passion for this industry. And that's not to say that people that don't have a passion for driving don't need to be out here. That is simply to say that anybody and everybody aren't fit to be drivers. There's a lot of people out here that don't belong out here. And there's a lot of people out here that, well, you know, they could help themselves a lot. Uh, In the last 10 years that I've seen, with the newer generation of drivers, the younger generation, those under 30 coming out here, um, they come out with the philosophy, hey, I've got a CDL, I went to school, I know everything there is to know about trucking. And uh, they come out here and they don't have a clue, and they have no respect for the drivers that paid the dues to get the amenities, the luxuries that we have. And that has caused a lot of, it's caused a gap, maybe you might call it a generation gap maybe, uh, between the veteran drivers and the newer drivers, and it's there's a lot of bitterness. There's a lot of resentment there. And, you know, it's sad because hey. this industry – go ahead, Donna. Oh, no, I don't mean to interrupt you. It just it – just, I sparked a, a thought in my head when you said, you know, they come in, there's lack of respect for those who have already been in the industry. And it made me think of, um, of our friend uh, who's a trainer – and um, and he he has even said a lot of times the new guys coming in and here he, he's a, by the way an excellent trainer and he tries to teach them all the tricks and they actually get annoyed like they know everything and that's not to say all of them but a portion of them and I think it's a general arrogance that um, it, it's not just in trucking. But I, I think it's in the world today. I, I think it's part of, of humanity today, of you know, of, of just a, a, a pridefulness. And yeah, I know everything. And 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 with that, you know, they they get hit with a lot of other things, regulations, and 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 then beaten down. And you, it, it's like the the perfect storm brewing, uh, and all of a sudden they're not professional anymore. Um, well, there's well, there's a lot of frustration. It's like Toby said. There's a lot of people out there that shouldn't be out there, and a large part of that is because of the recession. I mean, you know, we talked to computer techs who's now driving trucks. I've, you know, I've spoken to doctors who's now driving trucks, and they don't want to drive trucks, but they've got to do something in this recession where you know there's millions of people out of work, and. If and when the recession ever leaves and the economy picks up, there's going to be a big exodus in the trucking industry because all these people who are trucking now just because they need a job, uh, they're going to be gone as soon as the recession picks up. That's a good point, and I didn't even think of that. That's very true. I mean, I know, uh, believe it or not, uh, I know a neurosurgeon and his wife. She was his head nurse, and they drive. Um, Yeah. Just uh, it's, it's. You know, I got 
out of the Army and I fell into this. And I literally fell into it, and it's one of those things where, hey, saw an ad in the paper, make big money, no jobs in the town I lived in. Same scam, quote, unquote, that a lot of people fall into. Uh, and same trap, how about that, that a lot of other people fall into. And um, I went to school, uh, got my CDL, and I'll never forget uh, the first company I ever started with when I was going through orientation. I won't name the company. Uh, guy stood up, pulled out a CDL, and there was a bunch of us there that were new. And he threw his CDL down on the table and said, if you've got any questions, you ask me. I know everything there is to know about trucking. And I looked at him, and I thought, wow, he's not that old. Hey, maybe you never know. So I asked him, I said, well, how long have you been driving? He said, oh, three weeks. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, I mean, you know, we I, can't. I'm, we can't we can't blame the recession for for it all because I mean this un, this unprofessionalism that you're talking about and that you discuss in your books and stuff, I mean has been there since this recession in '08. So, but I mean there's such a vast array of people driving from all different backgrounds and everything. I mean, so I mean, how can you bring that professionalism back when you know when there's such this large array of different people and everything? Well, I'll give you an example. This conference uh, that uh, is going on in Tunica, Mississippi, in October, the, the Trucking Social Media Conference, I think is a wonderful opportunity for drivers to come together um, and not only learn about social media and uh, some other aspects of the industry, but to really come together and find the camaraderie. You know, right. nowadays we call it networking. Years ago we called it having friends, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, you know, really come together uh, and get to know one another and spend some time together and go, hey, you know, when I see you in a truck stop, I don't want to run over you this time. You know, I want to talk to you. Right. I want to learn who you are. I want to find out about you. So I think this social media conference is a really good way to, to start it. Part of the problem is, and, and Alan, I'm, I'm sure you're, you're knowing what I'm talking about here. You can't get two truck drivers to agree on what time of day it is, let alone anything else. And right. it, it, the funny part is, the, the, the really the funny part about that is, is to one of them, like, for example, right now to me, it's 6.38 in the evening. To you, it's 7.38. Or, no, to, excuse me. To me, it's 7.38 in the evening. To you, it's 8.38 in the evening, maybe, you know. Or whatever. The fact of the matter is, is we both be right, but we're disagreeing on principle because we're in different time zones. That's and that's the kind of stuff that we encounter out here on a regular basis. These they just don't well, I think it's just on. wanting to be right. I mean, I think it's <clears throat> you know what? Sometimes when you don't have a voice, okay, and you have the opportunity to have one. I think obstinance, just kind of like I'm going to give my opinion and I'm right, and nobody else ever listens to me, and, and, and here's my chance. So I, I think it's a matter of wanting to be right, wanting to be heard, um, and I don't, you know, I, I can't think of other reasons why not. They're all in the same boat together. They need to be, um, you know, joining forces and, and trying to help one another through all of this because uh, everybody's pretty much struggling right now uh, within the industry, uh, whether you're an owner-operator or a company driver, uh, whether it be with wages, uh, regulations, or, or anything. So I think a certain amount of compassion and empathy, which did exist, it appears 
from speaking with other drivers, um, veteran drivers, uh, existed, and it's just not there. There's not an element of uh, of compassion. Uh, and like I said, I, I wonder, it's just not within trucking, but, you know, it, it is there, but it's it's pretty much um, in a lot of our, our uh, society. Yeah, and it's pretty much in all all industries. I mean, if you, you go into the corporate world, I mean, that's a cutthroat business, but, I mean, as far as trucking and professional truck drivers, I mean, Toby, how do you define what, I mean, what is a professional truck driver? Okay. To me, a professional driver is an individual who takes pride in what they do from every aspect. And and I'm not even going to use myself as an example because that would be arrogant on my part. But, for example, someone who gets up in the morning, um, makes sure they're clean, you know, take a shower, brush their teeth. Uh, shave their face if they don't if they don't have a beard or if they have a beard it's well trimmed. Clean clothes, their driving habits. You know they're on the road. They're paying attention. They're not sitting there texting or more concerned with you know looking in the car coming down beside the road. They're 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 actually doing their job to the point where, uh, for example, and, I, and this is gonna not meant to be for them, but you know maybe you might say employing the Smith system or driving skills. You know, the, the, their senses are heightened because this is what they do. You know, they're polite when they go in someplace, whether it be a customer or the terminal where they work for if they're a company driver or a truck stop. You know, they don't go in there. They're not surly. They're, they're someone that if you looked at them, you'd never know they were a truck driver because – yeah. And you see a lot of them out there. I mean, you know, you just, uh, I mean, we'll take, for example, just off the top of my head, the Walmart drivers, you know, they're very well dressed and, um, you know, they have uniforms and things like that. I mean, you're not going to see that in every company, but what about those drivers? And there's many of them. And you know, you know how drivers can be treated by some of these shippers and receivers. I mean, and we get back to the self, you know, the self-respect part that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. I mean, these drivers who are, you know, they can be constantly beaten down by the receiver, shipper, the general public, you know, flipping them off, honking their horns, cutting them off. I mean, so much stuff goes out there on OTR trucking, Toby, you know, and that can uh, that can affect a person's, you know, mentality. They lose self-respect for themselves. Uh, how, do, how do they overcome that? I, I mean, for, it's, yeah, I mean, for me, it's I'm like, you know, I don't care about that. I know who I am, but how do they overcome that? Well, you know what, Alan? A lot of people um, don't have that uh, mental acumen. Um, and it's not to say that they're stupid or whatever, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, you can be, if, for example, an owner-operator, um, they can be browbeat by, you know, brokers and customers. And, and just what you're talking about, they just they get beat down and beat down and beat down. Or the company's mad at them if they're yeah. a company driver. Their fleet manager's mad at them, and they're losing miles. You know, they got their wife on one end. You know, what am I going to do, right. honey? There's no money to pay the bills. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. But the problem is, or maybe I should say the answer is, is to remember yeah. that, when you get behind the wheel of that truck, you're driving an 80,000-pound weapon. And that truck, and I used to be a trainer a long time ago. I was uh, a trainer for a long, quite a while. And one of the things I used to teach my students is this. That vehicle 
is an 80,000-pound weapon, and that truck will not do anything you don't tell it to do. But the catch is it will do whatever you tell it to do, both good and bad. Right. The question is asked. The, question, the truck doesn't know the difference. It just does what you tell it to do. And it's very difficult for some people. For example, um, a person might have a low self-esteem. They might have a bad home life. They might have come from a bad home life. And they don't deal well with people because they're a solitary individual. It's not always, you know, easy for a person to deal with those extraneous occurrences um, like brokers or people driving down the road, flipping you off, calling you names, whatever. But it doesn't, it's, it's not something that, for example, you know, if you have a bad day like that, you call your wife up and your wife's nagging at you, it's not going to make the day any better. You hear that, Donna? Um, (laughs) But, you know, then again, you know what, then again, you know, the the, the wife may have had a bad day and she just wants you to listen and you just want her to listen. You never know. The point is, it's very difficult, but it can be done. And to me, it starts with a self-check every morning. Um, What I mean by that is I look at myself, you know, do I look like a professional driver? Am I a representative of the company that I drive for that I want customers and other drivers to see? Or do I need to make some adjustments in my mental uh, status right now? You know, okay, yeah, I'm having a bad day. Like, for example, one of my boys is in trouble or whatever. Oh, God, what am I going to do now? Blah, blah, blah. And I, you have to take a step back. And it's not easy. You know, write yourself a note. Hey, if you're having a bad day, turn off the idiot box that we call a CB. You know, because there's nothing but negativity on that thing half the time, um, especially if you're in a truck stop. But go ahead, sir. Oh no, that's okay. You just you said negativity, and that's a key word in this uh, in this uh, profession. Is there's there's just so much negativity out there uh, thrown at truck drivers, and uh, you know a lot of these newcomers, you know, it really takes them by by surprise. They're just not they're, you know they're just not used to it, but. You know, I would just add real quick, got to take a quick break, but truck driving is a very unappreciated job, but for you newcomers, especially coming into the industry, just just always keep this in mind. It may be an unappreciated job, but it is an honorable profession. I mean, without you, America stops, and you got to keep telling yourself that over and over. It doesn't matter what the general public does, how they treat you, how the shippers treat you. You are a professional driver, and it is an honorable profession and if you keep that in mind and keep your spirits up and your self-respect up uh, then you'll you'll do fine uh, you'll do fine in this industry so uh, we'll take a quick break be right back and uh, we'll be right back with toby bogard of truck-rider.com and talk a little bit more about professionalism in the uh, trucking industry be right back driving crazy in the rain bad red bottleneck Start to rubberneck, five stars, people shout, stop my rig and pull them out. I'm in the trucking family, they haul that freight on a concrete seat. I'm in the trucking family, I can handle anything that you throw at me. I'm in the trucking family. Hey truckers, are you tired of not being able to find a place to take a break? Are the truck stops and rest areas full at night or you just want to take a break from the sleeper? Hotelsfortruckers.org will help you find a hotel where you can fit in. 
choose from thousands of trucker-friendly hotels across America that accommodates a 75-foot-long tractor trailer, and you can get great discounts and specials through hotelsfortruckers.org. And if you're traveling with a pet or a smoking preference or need laundry facilities, the free information on the website includes an extensive database to locate the address, phone number, and direct web links to the hotels. And if you use a hotel room at least one time per year, then you can take advantage of the $10 annual membership, which allows easy access to view hotels, which offer additional CDL trucker discounts, nationwide hotel chain discounts, and even room coupon specials. Hotelsfortruckers.org's database is comprised of the most extensive list of properties that offer the most needed trucker amenities. So visit the website today, hotelsfortruckers.org, to find the hotel that is right for you. Hotels for Truckers was built by a trucker for truckers to help you get in where you fit in. That's hotels, the number four, truckers.org. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. You know, I get a lot of emails from drivers just coming into the industry, and many of them have one goal in mind, and that is to someday have their own rig and become an owner-operator. I started Truth About Trucking and AskTheTrucker.com with one major goal in mind, and that was to provide honest and reliable information about the trucking industry, especially to those just beginning their careers in professional truck driving. Running your own trucking business is part of the entrepreneurial spirit that keeps America moving, and if you're considering starting your own owner-op business, there's only one name you need to know, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. LoneMountainTruck.com offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. There's no huge balloon payment at the end, and when you make that final truck payment, they hand over the title. It's that simple. They require a very reasonable down payment, and the monthly payments are kept at an affordable $1,000 per month, and sometimes even less. They have a great inventory to choose from, which includes Peterbilts, Volvos, Internationals, and Freightliners, and all of their trucks are mechanically checked out, dependable, and ready to go. And unlike trucking company leases, if you choose to switch motor carriers, the truck goes with you. It's your truck. Check them out at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. LoneMountainTruck.com, the honest guys with the sweet lease deals. LoneMountainTruck.com. Okay, we're talking with Toby Bogard of truck-rider.com, veteran trucker, author, and advocate for professionalism among professional drivers. And, uh, Toby, let's touch a little bit more on about this, uh, I guess, the psyche of the of the driver and how it compares to professionalism because um, it's just the beating down that I hear about so much and that I've experienced and everything. I mean, don't you think that uh, – I mean, how do they – how do they um, – maintain that self-respect and just not not let it get to them well um partially and this should sound really funny they need a support group i mean uh, a group of friends like for example uh you know i'm sure uh if you're having a bad day you know maybe you can call donna and say honey i'm having a bad day you know it's really tough out here today et cetera, et cetera. and you know she'll try to do her best to boost your spirits not everybody has that as far as a spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend whatever um 
but they need a support group, you know, some friends that they can call up. You know, even an organization, you know, I think might be something, you know, that we need to think about in this industry about, you know, how to improve because, number one, trucking has the second highest divorce rate in the country. Um, And next behind, believe it or not, I think doctors and lawyers are tied. I don't remember who was ahead there. Um, But, I I mean, there's a huge, uh, I, I believe so, but I don't want to misquote. There's a huge divorce rate in this industry, um, and so that that makes it really tough. You know, um, outside of that, a support group. You know, people that you can call that'll listen. You know, I've, there's this wonderful thing that we've got now uh, called a cell phone. I'm sure you, most truckers have heard of it. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> but you know, it starts with a support group, but it, in that sense. But really, it starts with yourself because, for example. And, and I tell this to people that attitude is everything. How you choose to look at a situation is going to dictate how that situation goes. And here's a perfect example. If you go into a casino, let's say one of the drivers um, at this social media convention goes into the casino and wins 50 grand in a slot machine. Now, I hope somebody does. It'd be great. Um, yeah, he'll be my best friend. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I'm the long lost relative he didn't know he had. Um, yeah. And uh, but you know their attitude is going to be jubilant. They're going to be happy. Nothing, no, no matter what happens, they're going to be driving down the road later the next day, cruising down the road. Somebody cut them off, flip them off. They get called everything but a white human. They're going to go. They're just going to laugh it off. Why? Because right. they won fifty thousand dollars. Nothing yeah. can face them at that point. Let's take the opposite. You know, uh, their fleet manager or dispatcher is on their case about the load. The brokers call them. They're, you know, they're going to be late. They can't deliver till the next day, blah, blah, blah. They're just having a rotten day. And there comes that person with a smart mouth, flips them off in a, in, on a, in a car or in a truck stop. And they're just going to be all over that like white on rice. But you see the difference is they're choosing to look at it. You know, they're, for example, me, if I get flipped off driving down the road, I shrug it off. If somebody cuts me off, it's not always easy to do, don't get me wrong. But if somebody cuts me off, the first thing that pops into my head isn't bleep, 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 bleep. It's, well, thank God nobody got hurt, you know. Yeah. Because I don't this, – this is an industry that it's not a job, it's not a career, it's a lifestyle. We see things out here, and Alan, you know this, that nobody believes unless you had pictures. It's just that simple. Oh, yeah. And – the thing is, because it is that way, we have to make some adjustments that basically this is, well, you can't call it the real world because it's a different world, really. So yeah. it's a different, you have to take, you have to do a mental switch, you know, um, and it's not always easy to do. It starts out with just your total mental attitude. Like I said, you know, I, with me in the morning, um, I start my day the same way, Monday through Friday. Actually, seven days a week I do the same thing. One, only one thing changes on weekends. But, for example, in my case, this is just me, um, I start my, my, my day. I do a Bible study and devotional first thing every morning. Um, and that really helps me. What we listen to, for example, on the radio, if you listen to a lot of you know, negativity, what we put into ourselves, there's an old saying, we are what we covet. Um, and if you surround yourself with negativity, uh, a lot of, for example, of uh, you know, vulgarity, profanity, 
um, or a lot of uh, people that are griping, complaining all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be very hard to separate yourself from that. And that's, believe it or not, that's a lot of what affects drivers out here is they surround themselves with the nonsense on the CB, the name-calling, the, the idiocy that occurs. Um, yeah. And now I think, I think you're hitting – I think you're hitting the nail right on the head, don't you, Donna? Yeah, I I, I remember reading in that post you made that um, you don't you hadn't listened listened to the CB for years and years. Um, oh no, I turned that thing off. Oh man, ten fifteen years ago. Traffic. Mine comes on for traffic and for weather. That's it. I don't listen to it in truck stops. I mean, when we surround ourselves with negativity, we can expect to be nothing but negative. It's just that simple. It's a rule of human nature. Um, You're exactly right. I mean, I turned I turned it off. I only used it for traffic, and I used it at the shippers and receivers. You know, because some of these you know gate entrances, you know, you've got to use your CB to call the, you know, to right. call the desk and let you know. And that's the only that's the only time I used necessity. it. Necessity only. Necessity yeah, only. and and so attitude. What you're saying is just is excellent. I mean, and it, and it's right on. The negativity out there can bring you down. If you allow it to, but let's let's look at the motor carriers now. I mean, uh, good motor carriers out there, bad motor carriers out there, drivers who uh, aren't getting the mile, miles, being uh, forced to sit because they refuse to load, or you know whatever the case is. What is the responsibility of the motor carriers when it comes to truck driver professionalism? That's a very – it's a simple and yet a complicated question, Alan. The simple I know. That's why answer I asked is, The simple answer is that trucking companies – you know, you made the comment a while ago, um, and I agree that without trucks, America stops. Well, without quality drivers, trucking companies stop, and therein lies the answer. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, it's the motor carrier's responsibility to do everything within their quote-unquote power to provide that driver with the miles they need to make a living, obviously, not to starve them out because they're ticked off about the driver, you know, didn't have the hours to run a load or whatever. Um, So the simple answer is that the companies are supposed to do everything they they should, pardon me, do everything they, they possibly can to encourage the driver to be professional. Now, the long answer is this. Unfortunately, 95% of the companies out here, whether big or small, are pretty much run on the same principles. They're in this industry to make money. Drivers, unfortunately, we have 126% turnover rate in the industry. So to to a lot of a larger company, especially, his way of thinking is drivers are a dime a dozen. I can go to another school. Or, and I can pay that student, for example, and I don't mean to downplay students, um, I can pay that student less money than I can that senior driver, that veteran driver, and I can push the student harder because he doesn't know any better. See, the ones, <clears throat> the ones that you can really consider professional, Alan, are the ones that are going to say, hey, look, I can't make that. I want to. You know, I'm a company driver. I drive for you. I want to make that. There's no way I can because that will cause me to run illegal. That will cause me to have to break the speed limit laws, whatever. That's a professional driver, one who knows the limits of themselves 
and is willing to stay compliant. Now, you'll hear a lot of drivers say, oh, well, you, you can't make any money running compliant. You know what? I've been doing this 10 years, and I've run legal, well, let's say 98% of the time. Uh, you know, when everybody out here knows <clears throat> when you're going home, you know, logbooks become a little bit different. Um, but now we're going to that electronic log, and um, that's, you know, going to cause drivers to be compliant and run within their hours. They can't fudge that. There's no way around it. But literally – the driver that's professional will look at the company and say, look, dispatcher A, I'm sorry. I have, I'm have i 30 minutes short on making that run. Work with me here. Can you extend it out 30 minutes? You know, um, whatever the case may be. And, I mean, I don't know if you're aware of this, Alan. You probably are. But, like, for example, we used to be able to park at Walmarts uh, overnight. Even if we didn't shop there, now that's getting less and less frequent. There's reasons right. why certain drivers, you know, certain drivers left behind evidence of their uh, stints there, you know, and right. Walmart doesn't right. like that. They're self-respecting. And I, so it starts in, in part with self-respect, and you have to have enough self-respect to be able to go, yeah, that run of 1,000 miles would be great, you know, for my paycheck, but I can't do it. I, I can't force – I can't run without sleep or whatever it is, or if you're tired, take a nap. Professionalism has a whole lot of little nuances out here. It's not just how you look or how you talk. It's how you drive. It's how you deal with the customer. It's how you deal with the company. Um, you know, yeah, we all want to make money, let's be honest. That's what we're here for. We're not out here because we just love to drive and do it for free. We don't call these trucking companies up and go, hey, I'd like to drive for you, but you ain't got to pay me. I'm uh, independently wealthy and I'm bored. No. Yeah. Roger. Well, you know, Roger. you brought up a good point, uh, Toby, <clears throat> about when we were talking about the motor carriers and, uh, you know, oh, drivers are a dime a dozen, this and that, I'll just get a, a – and that's very true. I mean, there was 128% or 126% turnover rate. Uh, now with CSA, yeah. uh, all of a sudden – That's what I was going to say. That's yeah. not so much the case now, the CSA and the PSP. Yeah, they're 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 worried, you know. Um the three year and five year look backs have really um taken a toll. A lot of the companies responsible for a lot of those violations uh on those uh CSA and PSP uh of the driver and and now, you know, everybody if you if you look at some of the discussions even um on on some of the social media sites, people asking well, you know, what are we going to do? Like everybody's in this panic about, you know, finding qualified drivers. Well, you know, I'd like to tell them, you know, you need to respect the driver and show appreciation. Everybody wants to feel appreciated. And I don't think it helps any that they're classified as unskilled labor. I mean, when you've got all this responsibility and um, regulations and just a lifestyle that's difficult um, to endure, and then on top of that all, to be considered unskilled labor, I think it brings people down. And the only way to um, rise above that, I think, is to respect yourself. And in doing so, you'll start to respect others too. Well, Donna, unfortunately... The poverty level income in the United States is $14,000. The average first-year truck driver makes $28,000. So, therefore, we're approximately 
double the poverty level income in this country. However, unfortunately, on the social economic scale in the United States, truck drivers are considered, just as you said, unskilled labor. To be precise, we fit in just under ditch diggers, to be to be exact. <clears throat> According to that, unfortunately, the problem with a lot of the new CSA stuff is, and as has been pointed out in previous shows that you've had, uh, drivers were forced to run with uh, substandard equipment. They were forced to run against their hours. They were forced to do many things in fear of losing their jobs. And that brings me back to the professionalism thing. A driver that's professional, a true professional, if they have an issue with their truck, they're going to get it taken care of. Now, it may have to wait because they may be in an area where they can't get to a, a shop that can fix it, but they're going to let their company know, hey, this has got to be taken care of. Uh, I don't have the hours to run that, etc. However, the problem again goes back to these students are coming out here, and a company can pay them a lot less money to push them as hard as they can until they learn the ropes and go, hey, wait a minute, that could screw me over in the future. Well, guess what? It very well be will be now because now we have CSA, and the problem with CSA is very simple to me. The principles are sound because it's designed simply, if you look at it, not without going into any detail, but simply on the surface, it's designed to keep companies and drivers compliant and to have the most qualified drivers on the road, whether it be for health specifications or whatever. Here's the problem. It's real easy to get a negative content. CSA is kind of like the Internet. It's real easy to get a negative content. The problem is, how do you get that content actually removed, not appealed, but actually removed, number one? And number two, how do you – where's the checks and balances system? Okay. If it's, well, Theta Q is supposed to take care of that, but it's, it's, why, um, it's why, very difficult. Why can't I get – because I, if I do a bad job, I get a negative content. Well, if I do a good job, how do I get a positive content? Um, and it's it's really frustrating. And another thing is, if a lot of drivers, for example, let me see, this is 2011. CSA 2010, companies started being warned about it in 2005 or six, and companies literally ignored it. Oh, that's never going to happen. They're not going to do that. And then, boom, it hit. And when it hit, companies scrambled because now what am I going to do? And it's... I think the principles are very sound. I really do. But I think it needs to be tweaked to the point where a lot of tweaking. I'm not going to say a lot or a little. I'm just going to say it needs to be tweaked simply because, you know, a lot of these, there's a lot of drivers out here, God bless them, that they don't know anything else. You know, Alan, and you know this to be true, I guarantee it, there's a lot of drivers out here that don't know anything else. This is what they've done their whole lives. They don't know any yeah, better. Sure. They don't know any different. Sure. And they, st- I, 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 like recently, I had the the wonderful opportunity to do some interviews for the social media conference in Billings, Montana. And I discovered something very sad. You give drivers the opportunity to be heard, and they run like scalded dogs. It took me three and a half hours to do eight interviews. By the way, one of those eight interviews was me because I was just trying to fill a spot. Um, and 
it was sad. You walk up to them and go, hey, you know, I've got some questions I'd like you to answer uh, about the state of the industry, et cetera. We really want your honest opinion. Um, please don't hold back. Just please don't don't be vulgar. And, oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 oh, you're in a hurry. You've got to go. No, I don't have a load. I'm just sitting here. I just don't want to be. I don't want to talk about it. But yet that same driver, that same driver will go out to his truck, turn on that idiot box called CB radio, and gripe, cry, and complain. Or, even worse, they'll get on the computer and they'll bluster about what's bad in the industry. But if you give them a chance to be heard, they run like dogs. They'd rather hide behind the CB mic or behind the computer keyboard. And I'm, I'm living proof of this. This happened to me. I've got some, uh, some negative content on Google, and it's, it's very hard to find, thank God. And, and, you know, I've been called, and it's only a couple of things. But, I mean, one person had the audacity to call me names, call me an idiot, told me, told one person that my book on the big road was the, was uh, trucking for dummies. Yet, mm. you know something? It's amazing because I get so much positive feedback, probably like you do, Alan, from your books and what you're trying to do, um, that it makes the, the negative feedback basically obsolete as far as I'm concerned. But, you know what? My email address is everywhere. Hey, if you have yeah. a suggestion on how I can I can – better my books or better my message or, or improve what I'm trying to do, please, you know what, email me. It's not real hard to find, you know, but don't well, go we, behind my back. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I'm just saying, you know, we see a lot of that. I mean, to be quite honest, I mean, there is a, uh, I mean, Donna, you know, there, there's a lot of jealousy among oh, drivers. That's, that's a key word. And um, it, absolutely they no didn't reason. write the book, so therefore, you know, it's not good. They didn't come up with the social media convention. Therefore, oh, well. Yeah, you know, but you know what's funny about that? It takes it a lot so, of effort to do all that. What's funny about that, though, is so many were saying beforehand, we we need to unite. We need to get together. We need to have a convention. And and not just that, or an e-book, or whatever. We need to get good information out there. Uh and then when you do, you're attacked. Right, and it, it's, just, it's and, and amazing. I don't, I don't, well, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's so much jealousy or bitterness or what, and I, and I really don't pay that much of attention to it. I mean, we don't I, either. My personal, <laughs> my personal opinion is, you know, each person's entitled to their opinion, but you know what? For every, for every, and this is just off the top of my head, for every one message I find that's hidden somewhere on the internet about you know, uh, trucker, you know, trucking for dummies or whatever, um, I get a hundred emails saying, hey, Toby, you're doing a great job. We really appreciate it. Red, I got one guy that, you know, that actually started all of this, which was really funny. Um, The guy that actually started all this started it with a positive comment. His comment was, you know, I've read the book, I've read the book four times. It helped me a lot. Thanks, Toby. Blah, blah, blah. Not, that's paraphrasing, by the way. And then these other people go into all this negative content about, you know, what they think of my character or whatever. And you know something? If, if I'm not, and I'm human, unfortunately, uh, I don't always speak well. I try my best to be articulate. But sometimes I do, you know, fluster a little bit. Um, I've done it on a couple of interviews, and I've listened to them later and laughed about it, you know. Um, oh, yeah. But You're only human. The matter is, right. And the well, matter is, is it just, I'm, go ahead. 
No, you just have it, it's like you know water off of a duck's back type of thing, and there's so yeah. and you made a very very good point. There's so few of the negative comments that that the positive ones are you know they just take over. Now, if most of the oh, comments yeah. were negative, then I could see you know being flustered. Oh, but yeah. I'd say ninety percent of the um, feedback we get is positive, you still don't like to see the other 10% because, you know, like you said, you're human, but, you know, you just let that roll off. I just want to bring up something, though, that you said. Uh, I want to bring up about the professionalism and the drivers and uh, all this stuff on their PSP and everything. And and uh, actually, the, some, the carriers are complaining about a lot of these um, violations, uh, which is going to be on the next show, I believe, uh, about CSA and the abuses going on with that. But um, there is the data queue. And, and, you know, it is difficult to uh, get things um, off of there. Um, It can be done. Warnings can't come off of a data queue. Uh, Data queue for everybody is um, where you go to contest uh, any kind of wrong information on your PSP, your CSA any violations that you, you know, don't agree with. It it almost – and let's bring up the DAC report, uh, Toby. I mean, uh, you know, Alan, don't you think, you know, that's a control tactic, a fear tactic? It's a way to keep people down. I mean, we talk about people not being professional. DAC wasn't an issue, I don't think. I mean, I don't know. uh, You have to tell me. 20 years ago, was was DAC an issue to, you know, beat people down, threaten, I'll put it on your DAC? And, you know, companies say, oh, that doesn't happen. 90% of that stuff's true. No, it's not. I'd say 50%. 50%. I wouldn't say that much. I wouldn't say yeah, that I wouldn't much. say that much. Really? I okay. mean, when Dak came along, and we're we're getting running out of time here, we'll have to wrap it up. But when Dak came along, it was a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has been turned around and manipulated by the motor carriers, like they always find a way to do with everything, uh, to use as a retaliation tool and run drivers' careers. But you know, that's that's another show. We've talked about that a lot before, but. Um, but that's another way. I'm just saying, yeah. people get beaten down, and, and yeah. there needs to be a way to create morale. You know, either within the company, uh, a support group. Uh, you know, and, and I do believe that the convention is is going to create that. I uh, at least for the people attending, those something. who are going to. Yeah, the uh, the convention is going to be a very positive, uplifting event. I mean, plain and simple, we're going to talk about issues. We're going to let the drivers talk about what they want to talk about, listen to them. But uh, it's not an uh, attack convention. It's going to be a very positive, uplifting thing. And, Toby, a lot like you are saying, uh, almost a support system for drivers. Well, you know what, and I'll tell you something, Alan, and, uh, you know, I have to say this before it slips my mind. You know, I spoke of a support group earlier, and this convention in, in October is going to be a tremendous start. But you know something? There are some people out there right now that I want to recognize um, that you actually brought up, Donna, in your messages uh, at the beginning of the show that are actually, if you think about it, when truckers find out who they are, they are a support group. Uh, you know, the people, Barry Allen, Trucker Tracks, yes. uh, the people that are singing mm-hmm. about the positive uh, right aspect of trucking. 
those people are a support group, you know, um, and they need to really, I don't know if there's anything I can do to help spread the word about them, and I will do everything I can because I'm all about the positive, in, in, uh, positive, positive impact on the industry and improving, you know, getting us back to where we're respected, we respect each other, respect ourselves. But you know what? Those people really need to be recognized. This convention is not just going to be an uplifting experience. It's going to be an opportunity for drivers to come together and say, look, we now have a voice. Yeah, exactly. There you sure, go. Let's make sure Let's make sure it's heard. And then at that right. point, when we gather the voice, when we find out what the voice wants to say, we can bring somebody in or if there's somebody there or if Alan or me or whoever has the articulation and, you know, the courage to say, okay, look, I'm willing to go say what needs to be said then you know what, then that's what we do. These companies right. have lobbyists. There are companies in Washington, D.C. that spend $3.5 billion a year, that's B, as in boy, on lobbying to get a stranglehold on the industry. Well, you know what? We're the drivers. We need to do We're that. We're the backbone of this country. We're the backbone of this country. Right. 69% of the freight delivered in this country every day is delivered by truck. We are right. this country. We are what built this country. We are what, uh, what helped to, to literally build this country and every building every rest area every truck stop we are this country we are the heart of the american people and you know what we need to find our voice the company's got one <laughs> we need to find right. ours uh, i know and for everybody out there you know uh you need to make the commitment and be a part be a part of the unity the brotherhood and the professionalism the voice the uniting uh, everything that that is going to be a part of this first ever event, uh, make the commitment. And once you do, trust me, you'll get the load there. Uh, it, it, it doesn't go in reverse. Well, I'll wait and see. And and that's what a lot of people are doing. Nope. If you if you believe that something is worth something, you just have the faith and do it. Alan and I, we 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 really pretty much did this entire thing on faith. And you'd be surprised when you do things on faith how uh, how it works out for you that that, that faith is honored. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll and I know what, Toby Donna, knows that. I you know I live by faith every day. Uh, my biggest goal is to walk by faith every day. Um, a lot of people call me a lot of things, you know, um, and I, I'm not worried about what people call me. Uh, I'm worried more about the impact that I have on, for example, my friends, my children. Um, and the impact those things have on me. Life is for living, not dying. And the fact is very simply this. We are coming together in a couple of months, and we are going to learn. We're going to become a group, and I'm praying that we all, you know, exchange phone numbers, stay in touch, whatever. Oh, yeah. But more importantly than that, that. more importantly than that, yeah, I'm looking I'm forward to that it. We come together. Go ahead, Toby. I didn't. I didn't. I, I have a little. That's okay. I have a little break in my system here. I can't hear you. But anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? Okay. More importantly, I hope we come together and learn and find our voice at this convention. And I hope that when we leave there, we don't leave there as individuals. We leave right. there as truckers. We leave there as people, and we leave there with our own self-respect, and we go, you know what? This is going to start a movement. See, a revolution goes around and stops. A movement keeps going forward. 
and we are the beginning of a movement to find our way back to who we belong, to find our self-respect, to find the respect this industry deserves. And you know something? There's a lot of people out there, and Alan, forgive me for this. My email is truckwriter, T-R-U-C-K-W-R-I-T-E-R at gmail.com. If anybody out there has any questions for me, you can go there. You can go to my website, www.truck-writer.com. There's a contact page there. Email me. If you got something to say, if you got something you want to hear, let me know. And you know something, if you can't be at the conference, I will take notes on what you let me know, and I will bring it up there. I'll bring it to Alan and Donna and go, hey, this is something that somebody wrote me about. They can't make it if they're concerned about it. We are a brotherhood, and we need to be a brotherhood. Yeah, well said. And a sisterhood. And a sisterhood, yeah. And we we just need to get it back, you know, and I think we can get it back. I think the biggest thing I've gotten out of this show is um, uh, perhaps part of the self-respect that has been – Lost. Lost. And, you know, as a veteran driver, I can certainly understand that. And, Toby, I like what you said about just get yourself away from the negativism. You know, get yourself away from the negative talk because that will bring you down and beat you down. And I know it's done me. So, um, so good information. You've got some great information out there, Toby, and I uh, appreciate you coming on the show this evening. Yeah, it was a great Alan, show, Donna. Toby. Thank you so very much for having me on the show, and I cannot wait to talk to you again, either be on the show or on the phone. And you know what? I'm all psyched up about October 15th. Yeah, that's right. We are, too. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, And a lot more people um, the last week. um, uh, A lot of of buzz and a lot more tickets in the last week coming in, and hopefully we can sell out by September 1st. Yeah, that's all, that's that's what we're hoping. Hoping to get just get drivers together, have a good time, and uh, uh, check it out at truckingsocialmedia.com. Toby, thanks again for being on the show. Good show, really enjoyed it. Toby Bogart of truck-rider.com. Check it out, and uh, that will do it for this evening's Truth About Trucking Live. Our next show is Thursday, August eighteenth, two thousand eleven, at seven p.m. Eastern Time, where we will be asking the question: Is law enforcement abusing the trucking CSA? Have drivers and companies uh, become a cash cow for law enforcement agencies um, using the CSA as a reason for ticketing and finding the industry? That's next Thursday right back here on Truth About Trucking Live. So keep up with our show schedule at blogtalkradio.com forward slash truthabouttrucking. And be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorites. And thanks again for everybody hanging on the line. I see you all there. And those in the chat room, appreciate it. And uh, Donna appreciates it, I'm, I know. And yeah. we we want to see you drivers at the first annual Truck Driver Social Media Convention. Get on board and reserve your seat before the September 1st deadline. So jump on over to truckingsocialmedia.com. And uh, we look forward to uh, meeting you there. And um, I guess, Donna, I only got a few minutes, but we'll just wrap it up here. It was a good show. It was a great show. I really, uh, Toby was a wonderful guest. We really appreciate him coming on. Um, he's a really great guy, and um, his, his heart's in the right spot. And yeah, he's got it. He's got it down. And rem- yeah. remember, drivers, don't let it get don't let it get you down. I mean, keep your self respect. It's not a very appreciated job by the public, but it's an honorable profession. Keep that in mind. And Jan McCarter. 
along with her owner-operator hubby, Jim McCarter, of the KeysTruckers.com, will be there at the convention, and Jan will be performing with the Truckers Tracks Band, so a lot of great entertainment planned for you as well, so take a listen. Here's Jan McCarter of the KeysTruckers.com with Dragon My Wagon, so come hear her live at the Truck Driver Convention. Check it out. We hope to see you there at TruckingSocialMedia.com. For Truth About Trucking Live, along with Donna, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening. TruckingSocialMedia.com, reserve your ticket, and let's get this uniting drivers to get going, all right? We can do it.
Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Have a great evening. We'll see you next time right here on Truth About Trucking Live. Be safe.